What up, y'all? Shamanic Dub. Uh, this is episode 92. Uh, a very short episode, episode 92 of the Sports Wagon Podcast. So, uh, whew, it's been a super long day. Uh, I got a few things I got, still got to take care of. And of course, it's uh, that magic time. I got to go pick up my son from school. So, I'm going to hit y'all real quick with a couple items. So, pretty much, it's going to be a quick all-college football show today. Um, let's see. USC. So I talked about um, the USC debacle on Tuesday, not realizing and not checking the news or it just didn't hit my radar. Uh, USC fired Clay Helton on Monday. Ha, ha, ha. Silly me. So, of course, who are the candidates? Because, again, ESPN always has to hit you with who are going to be the key candidates for this job. Um, and really, um, I'll kind of circle back to one particular candidate um, when I do dubs and L's. Um, let's look at this real quick. Uh, you got James Franklin from Penn State. So a lot of folks think, um, you know, he's got a good team this year. A lot of people are thinking that um, he's uh, kind of maybe, I guess, quote, worn out as welcome in state college, which I don't think so. I mean, people are thinking he would be a uh, he have Mac, he he does have a really good personality, and people think that would you know, work well on the West Coast and to go and of course with USC fans and donors and things of that nature. Um, I also don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, I think. Um, if anything, if Franklin has the kind of season that people think he's going to have, I think he's going to be in state college much a, l- a little bit longer. Um, Luke Fickle, Cincinnati. Mm. Um, I don't know if Fickle's going to jump at this opportunity. There, there have been some opportunities. His name, his name has come up on a number of occasions. Um, you know, Fickle's a really good coach, and I think I like him at Cincinnati. And I feel like he's a kind of guy that he's gonna with, with, with what he's established at Cincinnati. I think he's going to stay at Cincinnati. I don't think he's going to go anywhere anytime soon. Um, Oregon's Mario Mario Cristobal. Um, so here's two things with him. Number one, the thing that is that we know. Here's the known. He has a nine million dollar buyout until January fifteenth. So if USC really, really, really wants him, they got to wait till January. The other side of this is I'm waiting to see what's going to happen in Miami because right now Miami's not looking too good, and Chris, uh, Cristobal's a, he's a Miami guy. So if they were to Miami make a move in the coaching change area, which again right now it's hard to say, but you know it's looking a little rocky uh, in, in in Coral Gables. Um, they might be looking at him. So he may not go for the reasons that he loves coaching Oregon, but at the same time too, you know, he'll leave Oregon to go to a conference, a conference rival, which would be weird. But for him to go back to Miami would make much more sense if the job came open. Um, Matt Campbell, this is the guy I have the check mark by. I think Matt Campbell at Iowa State, he just signed a big contract recently. And I think, you know, if, there's going to be a job for Matt Campbell. I think this is the one. So again, there are probably going to be some buyout issues, but I think Matt Campbell would be my pick out of this list. I'm going through the rest of the list, but Matt Campbell would be my pick. Um, Bill O'Brien. I mean, he's currently on the Alabama staff. I mean, one thing we can say about Bill O'Brien, speaking of Penn state, he was a better college coach than he was a pro coach without question. So if Bill O'Brien's got to do anything, if, if he were to jump at this job, um, he, he hit the odds are looking like that. The odds are looking in his favor that he would do well in this job. Now, again, personality wise, you know, I, I don't know, but um, he's definitely on the list. Um, PJ Fleck at Minnesota. 
I think Flex still has a lot of unfinished business in Minnesota. Like he's gotten them pointed in the right direction, but I don't think he's got them fully rowing the boat in that direction yet. So I think Fleck is probably one of those outside dark horse uh, choices. I don't think Fleck's going anywhere. I mean, really, to be honest with you, I mean, he left. Was he? I think he was at was it what? No, was it Western Michigan? Yeah, I forget where he, I think it was Western Michigan, and he left to go to Minnesota, and he you know got them on the map, um, you know got them to the Cotton Bowl uh, a few years ago, took Minnesota job, and again it's just kind of been tough sledding getting Minnesota kind of right on that right track. But now that they're kind of heading that direction, it's just like anything else, it's the recruiting. He's got to get the players in. He's got to do the things necessary to make Minnesota a contender in the Big Ten. Um, Tony Elliott from Clemson. His name comes up with every job. I mean, I don't know what job is going to appeal to Tony Elliott, but to be honest with you, he hasn't really jumped in many jobs. I think he's interviewed for a bunch of jobs, but he's just been, you know, the loyal soldier at Clemson. He hasn't gone anywhere, and I don't really think he's going to go anywhere um, anytime soon unless, like I said, somebody really gave him this golden opportunity or is a situation where, you know, most head coaches will tell you that they want their assistants to aspire to be a head coach or is it a situation where, you know, he feels that he needs to stay. Maybe Dabo isn't really, you know, expecting him to want to be. I don't know what the situation is, but again, every time there's a head coaching job, Tony Elliott's name came, comes up. Maybe he doesn't feel it's, he, it's his time. I don't know. But um, yeah, whatever. Um, and then, of course, they, ESPN has a sense of humor. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I in my notes, I put L-A-M-A-O uh, with a lot of O's. Yeah, that that would be the that would be the worst April Fool's prank ever. If you <laughs> and I just mentioned recently how they unceremoniously fired Lane Kiffin on the tarmac at LAX. So, yeah, um, what are they going to bring to LAX and interview them there and bring them back? So, yeah, no, the world just comes full circle. We're just going to hire you right here on the spot uh, from (laughs) roughly the same spot we decided to fire you at uh, so many years ago. But you got to admit, and and I've talked about this, that Kiffin has had um, some really, you know, he's he's gotten it done since he uh, had his uh, his time in Alabama. Um, You know, what he's done with Ole Miss is just just fantastic and uh you know you just expect you're you're gonna expect more from him um as it as it moves as it moves forward for the um excuse me for the um for Ole Miss and for Lane Kiffin um actually real quick uh hopefully if you watched uh Thursday Night Football the Washington football team 30 to 29 of the Giants so there was a uh field goal so they got two tries of field goal so there was a um penalty on New York. So again, uh, the Washington football team got the opportunity to re-kick the field goal. So the guy made the field goal not once, but twice. Uh, they win the game uh, in the final second. So Washington's one and one and the Giants are now 0 and two. Um, and of course, the full slate of game Sunday and of course into uh, next Monday. Um, so let's see. Uh, let's go ahead and get into these picks. Like I said, this is going to be a super short show. Um, Damn, I don't think I have any dubs and L's. I know I got a L. Um, I'm trying to think of something that that's good to happen in sports this weekend. I know there's something I just can't seem to uh, think of it right this second. Um, okay, let's do our picks here. So for this week, 
two, four, I got five games, six games. So six games on the slate. Uh, let's start in the SEC. Number one, Alabama goes to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium at Florida Field to take on number 13, Florida, 330 on CBS. Um, again, Florida, Alabama is always interesting. It's always fun. I mean, you know, you, it's Alabama, obviously. Now, again, this isn't going to be easy sledding. and It's not going to be a blowout. You know, now, if they blow out Florida, <laughs> everything is just everything is going straight to you know where if they blow Florida out. But I got Alabama winning this one. Um, the uh, 7.30 ABC primetime game, number 25, Auburn visits State College and the aforementioned Penn State, number 11th ranked in the country. Um, wonder if they're having a whiteout. I have no idea. But, I mean, that's kind of creepy to walk into a stadium with 100,000 people and all you see is a sea of white. I mean, you know, you can take that any way you want. Um, but I don't know. I'm liking Penn State in this one. Um, Auburn's definitely got the offense. Um, but I think I think Penn State might have an edge in this one. I'm going to go with Penn State uh, over uh, Auburn. Um, 7.30 on ACC Network around the same time as the kickoff of Auburn-Penn State. Virginia visits number 24, North Carolina, Keenan Stadium in Charlotte, uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Not Charlottesville, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. My blue heaven. Um, I'm going to take the Cavaliers in this one. Close. Um, yeah. Sam Howell is an experienced quarterback. There's not a whole lot they can do to him from a scheme standpoint. But if this Virginia defense is clicking, if they pressure him, they make him make some bad throws. Um, I think it's going to be tough for them to get some offense going. I think Virginia also, their offense needs to go and go. I'm talking like they have to not have wasted offensive series. They have to score. They have to... Um, you know, field goals. We'll take field goals, but they've got to score touchdowns. They can't score 21 points and then have three or four wasted offensive uh, series with, with three and outs and whatnot. So um, if Virginia can do that, and I think they can, they got the firepower. I mean, they've got a wide receiver core. I think this team, and they've got good running backs. They've got a team that I think will surprise some people in the ACC. I think right now they're a little underrated. Um, but um, and, and the thing is, they are without uh, unquestionably their one of their best receivers, Lavelle Davis Jr. Um, I mean, he reminds you if you are a UVA fan or if you remember college football, he reminds you of one Herman Moore and, and, and watching him play. But they got Jelani Woods. And let me tell you, I was very impressed watching him play uh, against Illinois. I mean, he wears number zero. And he said he wears number zero because that's the number of people who can stop him. And Mr. Woods, you were not lying. You were running through him. I mean, it was like, here's the 15-year-old playing with the 8-year-olds. He was killing it. So um, I got Virginia in this one, but close. Um, 8 p.m. ESPN 2, Tulane goes to Oxford to take on number 20, Old Miss. Um, now, remember, Tulane gave uh, Arkansas, I'm sorry, Oklahoma fits in that first game. So this was close. I take Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss is going to blow them out, but I think Tulane's going to hang with them. Tulane, I think, is a better team than most people think. 10-15 um, on ESPN. Arizona State goes to Provo to La uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium at the base of the Wasatches to take on Brigham Young University. Um, mm, what BYU did to Utah, uh, the question is, will they do the same thing to Arizona State? I'm going to say yes, 
But again, I don't think it's a runaway. I think this is this will probably be a back and forth game. I'm gonna take Brigham Young in this one. Um, finally, Pac-12 Network 10:45. Fresno State visits the Rose Bowl to take on the Bruins of UCLA. I'm gonna go with UCLA. Although Fresno, I believe they gave Oregon a fit <laughs> a couple weeks ago. So I'm still gonna take the Bruins in this one, and we're gonna continue to watch the rise of the Bruins. So again. Bruins on the rise, USC kind of falling here. Um, Oregon, the, the the team everybody is trying to, is, is aiming for uh, in the Pac-12. Washington is, I don't know what happened to Washington, and Stanford's coming alive. So again, the Pac-12 is interesting, and then it's going to, as we know, get more and more interesting as we get into the meat of the season, as these teams start to pluck each other off then the question is you know who's the team that can potentially pluck off Oregon but if they pluck off Oregon considering they beat Ohio State does that does that wreck Oregon's chances of being considered for the college football playoff because again that's the one thing the Pac-12 has been trying to do they have really been trying to make a case for themselves for quite a while that they belong in the in the college football playoff and it comes down to wins and losses. Okay, what's a good win? What's a bad win? So if they lose a conference game, I don't really think we're going to really worry that much. But if they lose, you know, like if, you know, Oregon had lost the Ohio State game, well, you know, that that probably be the end of their bid. But beating Ohio State will have a lot of capital because I think that kind of win can gird you against a conference loss. Um, so those are my picks. So we'll see. Again, if I um, am the vulture next week or if I am the uh, dead deer on the side of the roadway getting my bones picked away by vultures. Um, and we'll see how those six picks go. Um, dubs and L's. So real quick, don't have a dub this week. I do have an L. And this kind of is related to the uh, USC situation. So someone, some journalist took the time to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars um press conference and asked urban meyer hey are you interested in usc job now that clay helton is gone and what did urban meyer say nope i mean would you expect him to say yeah you know what i'm about to blow the stocko stand tell usc to call me of course not of course he's gonna say no now again everyone's hoping that he's sincere about this now again you know there's been some kind of you know urban's he was at florida he left he went to Ohio state he left um, you know, he did a little bit of um, TV in between those jobs. Then now he's uh, doing the Jacksonville thing. So a lot of people are hoping he's going to stay for a while. Um, I'm hoping he stays for a while, too. But I mean, who's who's to say who's to know how this is going to go. But I mean, the, the, the USC thing um, is really going to make the remainder of this college football season interesting because it's really going to be eyes on the coaches who are doing the most, the coaches who are, you know, uh, really leading their teams, the coaches who are really hot right now, those are the coaches that are going to get the opportunity. But then I always say that the coach who is the hottest coach out there is not necessarily the coach who is the best out there. We've seen that in college football and we've seen it in college basketball and we've seen it in the pros too, you know. So um, it's just a matter of making the best decision possible. And that's all you can really do at the end of the day. It can't be about appeasing the fan base because, you know, you know, appeasing the fan base. How do you appease people who want to win right now? Fan bases, they've lost patience. They just don't want to wait 
for success. And for some fan bases, success only comes so often they're more forgiving. But a fan base like USC, national championships, Pac-12 championships, Heisman Trophy winners, um, they want success now. They want to be back in the conversation. And so they need to hire somebody who's really going to get them back in the conversation as soon as humanly possible. So what we want to do, we want to basically uh, do things the right way. Okay, so let's not break NCAA rules <laughs> so we can bring in recruits. But as I've always said, you're recruiting in Los Angeles. If you can't recruit Los Angeles for football, there's something wrong. There's clearly a problem here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's about 17 minutes worth of my time. Um, I wish I could do more. I just, I, you know, I love this time coming on, especially on Fridays, but um, still trying to get some logistics going. As I mentioned, the house is sold. Still got to clear a few things out here. So I had to take care of the dad, take care of that today. I played a little golf, you know, and in a month and did pretty good. My low score ever. So, I mean, I'm, you know, hopefully I'll break a hundred uh, or be under a hundred um, at some point in the next 10 years, probably. But nevertheless, you know, you got to have fun. You got to get your exercise. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So until I talk to you next time, uh, enjoy the weekend, the college football. Um, there's NASCAR. There's, you know, there's just a veritable feast of uh, all kinds of sports and uh, next week, uh, hopefully, we'll start talking a little college basketball. So some schedules have been released from a lot of schools. So we'll start looking at that and start kind of previewing it a little bit, maybe talking a little bit about it, because I'm excited. I mean, I've told you, you know, the men's season is going to be interesting. But I tell you, the women's college basketball season, I think that is the one that's going to be most intriguing because there's been so much movement in the ACC, the Pac-12 um, the Big Ten, there's been so many changes. There's some things that are still lingering. So I think they're going to have the best storylines. Of course, UConn. Of course, UConn. We always look at UConn. We always look at South Carolina. But I think women's college basketball are going to give us the best storylines this year. And we'll talk about that uh, hopefully in the next week and coming weeks. And again, I'm going to be working on getting some interviews done um, on some topics here. So I'll get that out to you because episode 100 is on the horizon and we want to do it big around here at the sports wagon podcast. And that's what we aim to do. So I thank you for your time. Enjoy your weekend. Continue to protect yourself, wear your mask, get vaccinated, drink your water and mind the business that pays you. Peace. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the sports wagon podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend about the show. You can also send me a voicemail or send me a message on Twitter or Instagram at It's Uncle Dub. That's I-T-S-U-N-C-L-E underscore D-U-B. Also, please consider supporting the podcast at buymeacoffee.com backslash sportswagonpod. I really appreciate your support. Thank you.